You're listening to Fresh Floppies, Episode 2. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation? My name is Noel and I'm joined with... JD! And you're listening to the second episode of the freshest, newest, greatest podcast on the Cult Pop <laughs> Podcast Network uh, called Fresh, fresh floppies. floppies. What is Fresh Floppies, JD? I'll tell you, it's the freshest floppies on the shelves. Floppies are weekly comic books. Uh, they come out and then they make trade paperbacks. So the, you wait for the traders. Get out of here. We don't want you here. <laughs> this is for the people who are into the floppies, the issues. Uh, what else do they call them? Weeklies. Weeklies. Uh, single issues. Yeah. F- uh, periodicals. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. If we were uh, a spinner rack extra... Yeah. I'm making up shit now. No, uh, just yeah. weekly comics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we... We are here to give spoiler-free reviews of the stuff that's on the shelves this week, March 1st, 2023. I can, I can confidently say the date <laughs> because we're doing it today. Yeah. We're doing it live. Uh, all right. So uh, we have a bunch of books. Uh, I think we could probably just jump into them. Let's jump into them. The first being one of our... I, can I say one of our favorites? You can say one of our favorites. Uh, that is... The Human Target. Issue number 12 came out today, written by Tom King with art by uh, this this upstart. Uh, oh. that he's, I guess he's okay. His name is Greg Smallwood. Oh my God, he's so good. <laughs> JD, okay, so I have been reading this in issues all along the way. You stopped like on issue five. Yeah, yeah. And literally this past week, blew through you all blew of through all of them. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about this? Spoiler free, how did you feel about this uh this whole series is a delight. I am a big fan of Darwin Cook. I like the Parker novels. I like hard-boiled detective stories. And it is this in spades. It feels very much like uh, a Richard uh, Stark novel. Um, so we've got Chance, who is the human target. Christopher Chance. And his whole vibe is, his whole deal is he dresses up like people who have been targeted for assassination so that he can take the bullet or whatever it is the assassinator <laughs> uses and um, they can find out who is who the assassin is. I like is. to think of him as like a reverse Batman. Like, <laughs> right. like instead yeah. he's, he's just as like skilled and talented in certain ways, uh, but his specialty instead of like stopping crime and being a detective is... Oh, I just I'm really good at faking death yeah. and and impersonation. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna pose as you. Yeah. And then when they show themselves when they try and kill me, gotcha. So <laughs> the very first issue is he takes over Lex Luthor's personality uh, so that they can draw out whoever's trying to assassinate him. He takes the bullet. He survives. Blah blah blah. The assassin is caught. However, before he gets on stage, he takes a sip of coffee, which we find out is poison. And gives him 12 days to live. Oh my God, it's 12 issue series. Are you yeah, telling me that each <laughs> issue is maybe a day in his life? It's weird how it works out that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah sometimes life is just neat. Um, so uh, yeah, he's got 12 days, 12 issues to find out who accidentally murdered him. Mm. And this whole series was awesome. It was what I started from, I read the first four issues, five issues when it first came out. And then to catch up for issue 12, released today, I started from scratch, read the whole series. And it's so good. Last year, my mm-hmm. favorite comic book series was Tom King's Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. It's only March. This, before you say this. So this far, it's only March. Be, 
Well, for this year so far, <laughs> this is my favorite series. This was awesome. What did you think of it? Um, I adored this. I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to feel bad about being such a Tom King fanboy at this <laughs> yeah. point because I mean, sure, um, early on, earlier in his DC career, we were hit and miss with a lot of like the Tom King tropes yeah. and some of the choices that he made with certain characters. They they weren't done poorly. They just felt off, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. like. I can't say that anything I've read of his is done isn't done well. You know, it's just sometimes I don't agree. Yeah. Which is I think a lot of uh, uh nerds in the space need to realize the difference between the two. Like yeah. you make you cannot like something that doesn't mean it's trash. Yeah. Um I'm looking at you uh uh Heroes in Crisis. Um Ooh. I need yeah. to reread it. Now with and for like me, so much Batman more. Run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm never never going to admit that. Um the nightmares arc of his Batman run. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's about it. Okay. Um, so I I adored this book. Uh, I, this issue specifically, if we're just going to review issue twelve on its own, this issue specifically was doing so much heavy lifting. I was kind of um, scared, mm-hmm. um, and it does it all with with just such airy breeze, which I think sums up the entire series. Like these are larger than life uh crazy stakes mm-hmm. but everyone in these books is just so cool as a cucumber yeah and i think that's part of the style like yeah. that's part of the style especially part- ice. yeah <laughs> sorry uh, it's it's just it's just a wonderful book and i i know this will read well collected yeah but i gotta tell you the experience of reading this monthly's I think is superior. Really? Yeah, because they were they were all very self-contained as a day, mm-hmm. and each one. I'm, I'm sure you kind of realize reading, reading uh, as a, in a chunk. Each one progressed the plot in such a kind of confident and coolish way. It, they read so well as separate issues. I talk about a lot about how uh, sometimes books work better in issues or only work well in trades because the writer is, you know, going for a collected edition. Yeah. I think Tom King understands the difference because each one of these reads is like its own little meal. Yeah. And each one starts off with here's who I am and here's what happened. This is classic comics uh, with a little bit of a lot of bit of noir. But this issue specifically, I was I was um, sad, Mm -hmm. laughing, Mm -hmm. uh kind of like oh you're not gonna do that you did that okay you did that Mm -hmm. um and then it became bittersweet but then at the end it was one of those like the the final kind of um kick of the book it was a i don't know how i don't know the word for this uh feeling it was a uh oh you you did it (laughs) Uh you 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 son of a bitch you it was that you're pointing at Tom King. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. or or the characters. Yeah. Either way, uh, this was this was just so freaking good. It was really good. Uh, I, oh, and for anyone, so uh, the part I forgot to mention is that the cast of suspects are the JLI, the, yeah, the Justice, Justice League International, the Bwahaha, uh, <laughs> which is like Booster Gold, uh, Blue Beetle. Um, Fire, Ice, Guy Gardner, Martian Manhunter, and Rocket Red? He's not. Yeah, Rocket Red and Gnort. 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 Yeah, yeah, Green Lantern Gnort. Who, uh, you know what, um, kind of a spoiler uh, 
kicks a guardian in the balls. Yeah, <laughs> that was a yeah, that was a fun episode. Uh, and this entire issue is—I don't think it's a spoiler to say—is a epilogue. It's a bit of the coda. Yeah. Yeah, because like um, you know, twelve issue series, we kind of find out who the killer is in the eleventh issue. Yeah. And most of the eleventh issue is just kind of coming to terms with that mm-hmm. and what that means. And then this is this does act as a bit of an epilogue and a, a nice little button on all of it. We talked uh, offline, Jane, JD and I were talking about Tom King's books in general, like in continuity or not in continuity. Oh, yeah. And I love that. It can, it, it can be important. Uh, that's an important question for some of his uh, plot points in some of the series. Um, really quickly, the presentation of this book is... Uh, Wonderful. So I, I picked up the um, cardstock cover uh, by David Nakayama, which is a color variant of Ice, mm-hmm. who is a main character in the book. The main cover is always by Greg Smallwood, and every single cover of this book has just been fantastic. Yes. Um, it's also even the, the uh, a lot of times DC will they'll, they'll only make their variants cardstock. Every issue is cardstock of this, yeah. so it's got it's got a really good feel. The pages are glossy but not overly glossy like shiny like they're not grainy but they're thicker mm-hmm. which is awesome um every part of this book is just the, the coloring we should we need to talk about so the art and the coloring we already talked about the story yeah the art and the coloring is some of the best i've seen this is my favorite stuff to look at is this greg smallwood with who is the colorist do we know do i mean it's in it? here you keep talking but um it's such such a great Great art style that Smallwood has. It's it's a pencil-y. Even though it's all digital, um, it's a pencil brush. And he makes it look so effortless. Like, it, it, mm, it's uh, frustrating how good he is. Greg Smallwood is coloring himself Ugh. with letters by Clayton Cowles, edited by Ben Abernathy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, also, too, this does one of my favorite things in all of comics, which it makes the uh, title of the comic, the name of the issue, uh, in context. So, like... There'll be a newspaper and it'll tell you it's, issue, you know, human target issue 12 or chapter 12, the name or, or somebody he'll be looking at a calendar and the calendar letters will like line up to the human target chapter four. It's something like the spirit used to do. Eisner's the spirit used to do. And, and uh, Jeff Johns was doing it with the flash for a while where they would make the the title of the book kind of part of the art. Yeah. And I love that. that. I love it was inconsistent throughout the series. It's always the last page. There was a issue or two where it was not part of the scenery. Oh. Where it's just big, big text. You know, I take it back then. Yeah. Fuck but, this book. <laughs> it's dead to me. Uh, that was because I love that too. I love that Will Eisner spirit type um, panache to the to the um, the um, credits. But but what ratings? Ratings. Oh, this is as fresh as it can get. This yeah. is one of my favorite. This is series. the freshest. Yeah. Very fresh. As fresh as fresh can be. All right, next up we got uh, From the Pages of Amazing Spider-Man from Marvel Comics, Hallow's Eve number one from Erica Schultz, Michael Dowling, and Brian Reber. So for anyone who doesn't know, in The Amazing Spider-Man two series ago, which was called... Beyond. Beyond. It involved the Beyond Corporation. Peter Parker had a big uh, radioactive what have you and was in the hospital in a coma. So Ben Riley, his clone... Um, became Spider-Man. And not only that, but the Beyond Corporation was paying Ben Riley and his girlfriend to um, live in the tower, mm-hmm. and they bought the rights to 
Spider-Man. Uh, re, uh, Beyond is about to be... The, the the entirety of Beyond, which is maybe like 20-something issues, is about to be collected at Omnibus. Pick it up. It's a really good just yeah. like chunk of Spider-Man, Ben Riley Spider-Man. But this stems from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then... Um, uh, this, dark this Web. Dark Web happened. And... Um, Ben Riley became Chasm. His girlfriend Janine Godby became, becomes Hollow's Eve. So, so it's a woman who um, has a satchel full of masks, Halloween masks, old timey Halloween masks, and she puts them on, and she is able to. She's granted the powers uh, of the mask that she's wearing. It's dumb as hell, but it's perfect Spider-Man <laughs> stuff. Uh, this is right up my alley. Uh, I like Janine. I love her love for Ben, despite the fact that like he's now Chasm and his. And it's you know it's it's been kind of foisted upon him because his memories have been lost, were taken away from him by the Beyond Corporation. Um, but this is all about Janine and her trying to get money so that she can her and Ben can whisk away. She can save mm-hmm. Ben. Uh, from hell, from lim- limbo, mm-hmm. and they can go off together and live their lives. Um, but this is kind of fun. She's it's she's she decides to rob a bank. She puts on a ghost mask and robs a bank, and then also uses a werewolf mask when she comes across a guard. So it's kind of cool where you know she's got the ghost abilities when she's wearing the ghost mask, but then she can't grab the money. Mm. So she has to take off the ghost mask, put on a werewolf mask. Or was it a werewolf mask? I I, um, I don't know. Yeah, the werewolf mask. Or take off the mask. And then when she encounters a guard, puts on the werewolf mask so that she can fight him and leave. Uh, there is a... I guess it's a surprise ending to how that turns out at the end, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, in retrospect, I guess it's kind of obvious. But I, I thought this was delightful. I'm a big ASM guy, big Spider-Man guy. Who's um, who's the creative team for this? Erica it's Schultz? Erica Schultz and Michael Dowling. How's the art? I have. It's, I didn't get a chance to read this. The art is very much. I would say in line with a little bit of um, um, oh, uh, Sarah Pakelli. Like this guy's kind of out of nowhere, but it does follow this her same sort of style. It's, it's a little really bit of strong. Yeah, really strong. Uh, for a book like this, which is a mini series about a character, maybe me and one other person care about. I was really impressed. I really yeah. enjoyed this. I'm definitely in for the whole uh, mini series. Uh, the presentation is nice. Um, yeah. It actually, you know, with Marvel, one of the books that came out this week, I forget what it was, but one of the books was the same paper on the cover. Yeah, the, we the talked co- about this it's last like time. It's like really magazine-y cover. Um, uh, but this has, a, you know, a thicker stock, not as thick as a human target. A l- <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the story's fun. I like her a lot. I like her powers. I think it's kind of cool and hokey and kitschy and fun. Um and the art is really, really nice. It's way better than I anticipated. So I'm going to give this a pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. It's not very fresh, but it is pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. Uh, I have been reading all of that stuff, and I think I might I might come, I might come, uh, uh, circle back around and read this. I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, back. Uh, Captain Marvel was oh, – who's writing that? Captain Marvel, yeah. Kelly Thompson. Kelly Thompson. Oh, Star. Is this Ryan the Star, Star miniseries? Yeah, where oh, I was like, fair. oh, who cares about this character? And then I read it and I was like, oh shoot, that's pretty good. So yeah. Uh, sticking in that side character kind of uh, vibe uh, that becomes a little popular. I mean, maybe maybe they're hoping Hollow's Eve will become as popular as this next character we're going to talk about, which <laughs> is Cosmic Ghost Rider. The first issue of the new Cosmic Ghost Rider series, uh, written by Stephanie Phillips with art by Juan Cabal. 
um, who was really, really great uh, on Al Ewing's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy run. Mm. Um, first issue, a new series. Uh, so JD had read this. I also read this. Um, but JD has not read anything Cosmic Ghost Rider since he was introduced by Johnny Cates and Jeff Shaw in the Thanos run. Yeah. Which, which was like was, five years ago. And five, six he years was ago. delightful. Yeah. I really liked him. Very chaotic character. Yeah. Since then, uh, we were talking about this offline. Since then, uh, he has been in the Avengers. He's been in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's had two or three other miniseries. And uh, essentially, he's acquired the ability to, or even if he had the ability before, it wasn't really clear, but he's more able to just turn back into a Frank, an older you, Frank. Yeah. Spoiler alert, Frank Castle is the Cosmic Ghost Rider. I, is it a spoiler alert since it it's was like years six ago. years ago? Yeah, so that, yeah. That, that was the joke, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, it's Frank Castle who um, died, uh, made a deal with Mephisto for the Spirit of Vengeance, did that for a couple millennia, and yeah. then uh, became a Herald of Galactus, did that for a couple of millennia, yeah. and then Thanos, old, old man Thanos, killed yeah. uh, Galactus and was like, hey, you could be my Herald. In a great series, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thanos, Thanos wins. Oh, so good. Um, and he lost his mind. I think it's important to say. Oh, yeah, Frank yeah. was bonkers. This is not the Frank Be- that... That we're used to. No, but the, I, I will say, so I'll get, to the, I'll get to why this matters. I will say um, over the last couple of years, all the stories with him kind of kept leading towards this, this redemption arc of this character trying to be less bonkers Mm -hmm. trying to get back to who he was um and he's like maybe 20 percent there Mm -hmm. so i read this with that context uh speaking for you you seem to have read that without that context and now it's like hey why is he not bonkers i was ready for like the big crazy uh ghost rider suit with the the bubble head and the spikes and baby thanos in a in a baby bjorn you know like that's the last time i remember him so we have a, a new ghost, or I don't know if it's a new ghost rider, but he was new to me, this ghost rider who shows up and is just straight up Merkin folks. And then... Um, this one? Yeah. The guy all in white. And I was no, like, that's oh, him. He, he looks very different. Um, so I wasn't entirely sure um, what was happening in this. Uh, I, it, it, I was disappointed because I was expecting the big, crazy cosmic ghost rider that I remember from five years ago. This just feels like Frank Castle... And the Ghost Rider put together. It doesn't feel like, like the Cosmic Ghost Rider. I, I I remember felt like a new fun character, even though it was elements of previous characters. And this just feels like those characters. He might as well just be regular Ghost Rider. Um, you know, he may, he may or, as well be Danny Ketch or Johnny Blaze. I, so I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but uh, I loved both versions. Um, mm. wait. Your reading is that this character at the beginning is a different Ghost Rider mm-hmm. than than the cosmic one we know of. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I thought I don't want to spoil the end, but I thought I, they kind of said that. No, just the dreams inside dreams inside dreams. Potentially. Oh, it's a dream. Okay, so it's a dream Ghost Rider. Yeah, I thought it was, or no, that's him having a nightmare about things he did. That was hmm. my impression of it. Oh, okay. Uh, either way, it starts with a, it's a cold open of Cosmic Ghost Rider murking a bunch of people, and then you get to the ordinary world, and then there's a cu- there's a couple of like f- fake outs, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't know what the ordinary world is. Yeah, um, which I think is a a fun little hook. Um, I also didn't realize when he wakes up, I thought he was waking up in a ship because yeah. I thought it was the Cosmic Ghost Rider, and then it turns out they're just in, like, a Western town? Yeah, there's a, there's some Western elements to this, yeah, too. Yeah, um, very much. I, um, 
I was not excited for this book mm-hmm. uh, just because, I mean, it's a character I don't dislike, but it's one that's not on my radar. I gave this a read, and I thought it was solid. Mm-hmm. I actually personally thought it was solid. Nothing uh, nothing um, horrific. Yeah. Uh, the the art I, I really liked. I like Juan Cabal. Um, I don't know if Stephanie Phillips has this voice down yet, mm-hmm. um, but like you said, it reads a little bit more like a Punisher book, like a yeah. lighter Punisher book as opposed to a crazier cosmic ghostwriter book yeah but i like punisher i don't mind that so i'm i am uh i'm in the pretty fresh to fresh enough kind of phase of this okay somewhere in the middle sure like i uh three and a half i'm not i'm not tossing it on my list but i also if i hear that it picks up i Mm -hmm. will i'll I'll circle back around on it i found the art to be uh fine Uh, i know you like juan cabal but it, it just felt very um there's no flair to it. There's no exciting elements. Everything is very... Uh, the line weights are very consistent, um, almost too consistent. The panel layouts are just boop, 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 boop. It's just nothing about it struck me as particularly interesting or using the medium of comic books in an interesting way. Uh, I would say I would give this a fresh enough, which is like two freshes, two out of four freshes. So. That's. I mean, that's fair. You're you're awful, but that's yeah. fair. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's power through to the next one that we were going to talk about. Well, which I'll tell is... you, it's called I am dot 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 Iron Man dot 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 by. It has an ellipses in the title. It does. I hate that. I am ellipses Iron Man. I hate that. <laughs> uh, by Mirewa Oyedele. I would I would probably say Oyedale. 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 And Doten Akande. And this is a one-shot. I think it's a series of one-shots. That if would I make had sense. to guess. Uh, looking at what happens in here and looking at the next issue is just like, oh, we want to explore Iron Man in different eras and tell different stories. And um, you said I should read this, but I wasn't sure why. I wasn't sure if it was because you hated it or because you loved it. It's because I think it's an interesting conversation to have. Gotcha. Uh, this was... I'm going to start off. This was fresh enough. It was fine. I'm not a big Iron Man fan, so I'm already going in a little with, like a, with a hitch in my giddy up. Like, I don't care about this guy ever in comic books, really. really? Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Oh. The only time I liked him was in the movies. By, you, should um, read, you should read the Cantwell stuff. It's good. Um, oh, I was reading that. Was and I was really excited when, like, Scarlet Spider showed up. Yeah, it was good. Not when Tony was there. <laughs> um, what? But... Uh, so this takes place, there's a, there's someone from the future and she's dipping through time trying to defeat Iron Man and she shows up too early and he's got the old tin suit on and she's like, uh, you're still attached to, this thing's still keeping your heart working? This is not the right time to fight you. I'm going to come back later. And she's weird. I don't know her deal. Uh, she has a guitar that's also sort of like, she's... What is she made of? I You know what, I, I think it's, I, I think it's immaterial. Tech. It's immaterial. Um, what were your thoughts of this one shot it was fine like i don't want to go through like essentially it's just the 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 issue i don't don't, like we i could probably do a dissertation on this book Mm -hmm. uh the issue the story the short story itself is um a time traveling character that is looking for i guess the right tony to beat yeah and keeps and visits him at three different time periods in his time one where his heart's still off one Mm -hmm. where he's probably a drunk yeah and then the future one that we haven't met yet. Yeah. Um, I, you were, you were barely fresh enough, fresh enough, barely two. fresh. Yeah. Give it a two. Um, I'm going with barely fresh to fresh enough because okay. I think the story was strong. Mm-hmm. I 
did not enjoy the art or the or the or the breakdowns at all. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of moments where um, the the art style is is we were talking about it yesterday is almost like a a weird mix of Salvador La Roca and Jonathan Luna. Perfect. That's exactly what it is. And I am not a fan of either. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but what Salvador La Roca and Jonathan Luna are pretty good at mm-hmm. is story pacing and yeah. panel breakdowns. And I don't, I had trouble in some of the action scenes and flipped pages because they skip some steps. Yeah. Now, with that said, there's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in any Iron Man book happen in this book, which is, uh, uh should I spoil just this one, just one panel? Just two panels. Just one panel. So he's fighting these like large clay monsters. Yeah. One of them goes to like, and they're they're like two stories tall. Yeah. One of them huge. goes to punt him, like kick him, <laughs> and he just is immovable and kicks its own leg off. Yeah. And it's the funniest panel. Yeah. Like it's it's and it's really well drawn. It's very that this this two Perfect. panels are yeah. the best two panels in the entire book. Yeah. But there's a couple of other parts where I think for speed and storytelling purposes or maybe like you know the economy of how many pages you don't have especially when you're doing just a 20 page single issue story mm-hmm. that they skip some steps in in the action and unnecessarily too because it's not like they're we're talking like larger landscape panels you know like all of a sudden one character has a weapon and we're not sure where they picked it up or one character gets hit and they're flying a different direction from the panel previous it's it's yeah. It's not as strong as I think it could have been. Yeah. Um, and what bugs me... So if something is just, I don't like it, mm-hmm. it's almost easier to just dismiss. Yeah. I really enjoyed the story Yes. Of this. Yeah. So that kind of middle ground almost bothers me more, mm-hmm. where one hand is like really heavy and the other hand is like kind of light, as opposed to it just being solid as a cohesive thing yeah. and then i was just like well maybe it's just the artist for this issue no it's the whole series is it I, I like the story here too although i do think that the the guitar thing is weird and out of place and unnecessary like the mm. guitar brings nothing to the story it's not there for a reason um i do love elements of the story where we have a, an iron man outfit in the present um coming to a restaurant He's like, I'm going to need you to pack all your things and leave. And he's talking to the patrons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, this isn't like any of the other times where you just wanted to clear out a restaurant because you had a date. Oh, they <laughs> don't know it's Tony Stark in there. Yeah, I know. Wow. Well, it's uh, at this point of Iron Man's career, he was the, um, well, it says the president. bodyguard for... Oh, I thought that I thought they were making a joke about, yeah, billionaire Tony Stark would really want to take a date here. No, no. Yeah, well, he is. <laughs> he's saying... Oh, oh yeah. ma- the point is... I'm a billionaire and you think I want to come to the dine in. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was a good, there's some slick jokes, but, but, um, to your point though, like the finale of this issue is oddly rushed. Yeah. Um, I don't, there are genuine things to like in this issue and it makes me want to follow the writer, Mm -hmm. but I can't say I'm excited for this series. Yeah. I would say if you do like Iron Man, if you're a big Iron Man fan, maybe check it out. But I'm not going to read oh, any more of if, this. I mean, if if somebody is an Iron Man fan to the level that you're a Spider-Man fan, yeah. where you'll read... Uh, Hallow's Eve? You'll read, <laughs> you'll read a comic on the side of a bathroom wall if it features Spider-Man, then yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah jump on yeah. this hard. We've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so um, I... I uh, 
even even if I didn't even not enjoying something, there's still yeah. merit in this issue. So uh, before we get to the next book, your question to me was. Oh, is there anything else you're excited about reading this week? Yeah, thanks for asking. I'll tell you what it is. Uh, Action 1052. I've actually been on a Superman kick lately because of what Philip Kennedy Johnson. Oh my God, you're so good at this. (laughs) Is uh, is doing with the character. Uh, I like the super family now. Um, I've always liked the super family more than I've enjoyed Kal-El himself. Uh, So I like that there's a focus on the super family as a whole. And uh, I really like the first issue of action that started this new dawn of dc era as well as um superman number one so i'm actually i'm gonna i'm gonna read superman it's new for me i don't usually read superman as he comes out uh not to not to split hairs i'm gonna read superman i'm gonna hold off on action comics okay personally that's fine yeah and then the other one is uh you had done a thunder round for thunder round which was where monsters lie Number one, but number two comes out today. That's right, by Kyle Starks and Piotr Kowalski. Which is, what's the the elevator pitch? The elevator pitch is, what if all of the scary monsters from horror movies lived in a gated subdivision? That's uh, that's so up my alley. They protect each other and have uh, like meetings about who gets the killing spree this week or this month. And Mm -hmm. it's um, it's wild. Uh, Just the first page. Is the character, the wanted characters that are here, which is like, um, their names are Zell, Puzzle Man, who looks like Jigsaw, Frankie and Pearl, who's a marionette puppet and a woman, Fuckmaster, <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's this crazy looking dude with a, a teddy bear hat, <laughs> Pack <laughs> Packrat, who's who's uh, uh the picture is him wearing one of those like Hannibal Lecter masks mm. but brushing his teeth through it. Uh-huh. Uh Daniel Dawson who is the uh kind of Jason Voorhees and Richard who looks like uh well he's a clown. He's a bald clown. Gotcha. But yeah, Fuckmaster. I like uh, Fuckmaster. Who's incredibly proud of his garden. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah this nice is one. so up my alley. This is a, it's a wonderful Taking series. Taking the piss out of horror movie I'm very killers. Excited. I'm into it. I'm very excited about the second issue also. Uh, I think I'm, I am excited every time that there is a new issue of Radiant Black. So. Which is often. <clears throat> Do you uh, mean a, a massive verse book or no. just Radiant Black? Well, I mean, I enjoy them all, but Radiant Black is okay. it's the primary book. And you know what? It's so weird how they've set up. Let's, let's have a Radiant Black conversation. Okay. It is so weird how they set up this massive verse because... None of the books are connected. Yeah. At that all. That is neat. Just read the books. I mean... I kind of love the it. The Radiant Black, and then you've got... In Radiant Black, there are other Radiant characters, the other colors. Radiant Pink, Radiant Red. Pink, Red, Yellow. I'd say actually that. Pink, Red, and Yellow. Okay. Um, each Red and Pink have had miniseries, but they're not ongoings, and they're yeah. only tangentially create. Uh, it's like just side stories. You can read them. You don't have to, uh, but they're great. And um, Rogue Sun is just happening in the same world, mm-hmm. but it's a supernatural book in New Orleans. And um, Inferno Girl Red. That's in a in an alternate universe. What? Yeah. Oh, that's not even in. Yeah, in oh. the in the one book where they all crossed over, she 
was like shunted from another universe. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So like, I'm reading, I read, I'm in the middle of issue number one now. It's an alternate universe. It's just, it's, it's like aligned, but not even at all connected. Cause like the tech is completely different. Gotcha. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Uh, the dead lucky. Oh yeah. Is a story about, um, PTSD and, uh, the, literally the ghosts of this soldier's past helping her out That's awesome. but it's it's set in this world's version of uh san francisco which has been uh co-opted completely by a tech company ah. so it's like if apple was allowed to run san francisco because it wasn't doing well yeah and maybe they're nefarious so it's maybe. completely separate things just yeah. kind of happening in the same universe so you don't have to read that's any kind of, of them. that's cool as hell but i do read them all radiant black is kind of like the prime one yeah and they're ramping up to like some big event yeah and it's fun, man. Yeah. that's This is one of those ones that when I read the first couple of issues, I was like, oh, yes, I love this. And I read the first issue of Rogue Sun. Uh, I'm reading uh, Inferno Girl Red. I love Radiant Red. She's cool as hell. Um, so I'm going to check out her miniseries. This is one of those series of books that I really want to catch up on because I really do like everything I've read from it so far. Yeah, they read really, really well. This yeah. uh, The way it's what written, uh, this is issue 22. Ugh. But uh, it reads uh, not... It's not like Invincible, but it reads similarly where you could literally just kind of like read them like water. Like they just, they just, they're so smoothly written. Kyle Higgins is a great, great writer. World builder. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to check it out. But yeah. um, Yeah. Those are things I'm looking forward to this week. But uh, we have one more book to talk about, which is Phantom Road. Written by Jeff Lemire with art by Gabriel Walta. Who, uh, if you haven't checked it out. Is a, there's a graphic novel called Sentient, which I really liked. It's a spooky space tale by Jeff Lemire and Walta. And um, honestly, Jeff Lemire, I, I'm like half and half on, um, well, 75, 25 on. But Gabriel Walta, I like his art so much that I was like, oh, I'll read this. I like Sentient a lot. Uh, so I'm excited to check this out. What did, how, presentation, what'd you think? Um, uh, it is, it's a, it's an image book. Uh, yeah. the, the cover, the cover is paper. Um, but it's not as thin as the, sh- the pages. It's actually a thicker stock, mm-hmm. um, semi-glossy. I like the white which, borders. Yeah, white borders, which works well with uh, Gabriel Walta's art because he has a very kind of um, hazy mm-hmm. coloring style. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of muted. Actually, it's Jordi Belair colors, uh, but his pencils are hazy almost. Yeah. Like It's almost like they don't get inked. Mm-hmm. They're just like heavy pencils in some scenes, but then in other scenes, that's definitely like inked. It's, it's a, it's an interesting art style. I really like it. And his, his, um, I really, I've always liked Walter's faces. Yeah, me too. Something about like him. he just, he does really, really good acting. Mm-hmm. There's, you could do, I think I want to see Gabriel Walter do a silent issue. Yeah, he could do it. Um, uh, I'm I'm in the same boat with Jeff Lemire, uh, but I'm a little less. Usually it's like 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, this is going to sound shitty, but I think the percentage even goes down when he's drawing himself. Oh, yes. I don't enjoy his pencils. Me neither. I do not like his style. I understand. It's it's very cool that he has a style, mm-hmm. and it's very cool that you know immediately, oh, Jeff there's Lemire. Jeff Lemire drawing himself. Um, I don't like reading it. No, me neither. If, if, if he made like art... That I could hang on a wall, maybe, but I don't want to read a comic book with him. I I don't think that like um, his art style, I think would work with like 
Sunday funnies where mm-hmm. you don't need that much kinetic energy moving or from panel acting. to panel. Yeah. I, I mean, even go as far as acting. I'm talking about like him laying out a page or, or people, you know, like with, with, with panel layout, you have to articulate kinetic energy or movement between panels. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his stuff is just incredibly static. Yes. So I don't enjoy reading it that much because it doesn't really give my eye things to do. Yeah. It's just static. Yep, yeah, I agree. It's not even like, and that's not even a conversation about his is a his very specific kind of facial style. Yeah, I hate it. I, it I I would have read um, what's what's his big book? Um, they made a show out of Sweet it. Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth. I probably would have blown through Sweet Tooth, but I find his art so unattractive. Or like, I'm not able to invest myself emotionally in his character work. I have Sweet Tooth, and I, I I haven't been able to get past like the first yeah. ten pages. Right, same. Uh, but this Phantom Road, story wise, it's great. Yeah. Uh, we've got a trucker with regrets um, on the road. He uh, it starts with a cold open, which is really effective. Mm-hmm. Won't even say what it is. It's just it's it's really cool. It's really and I effective. like the panel layout of that. Yeah, it's done. It's done in a very kind of um, it's slick. Yeah. It's a really slick cold open, and it also sets up the fact that there is a kind of epilogue at the end of the issue, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's constructed very well, just story-wise and just panel-wise. Um, you get an ordinary world. Something crazy happens on the side of the road while he's uh, lamenting on his regrets, mm-hmm. <laughs> his familial regrets. And um, shit goes crazy. I mean, if you've read anything Jeff Lemire, then you you know that's probably some sort of supernatural and or horror element that mm-hmm. is introduced. The title called Phantom Road. Uh, uh, you know, dead giveaway. Get a clue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I thought this was a really strong first issue. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, like, and the I, storytelling I think is really solid. Um, you know, he's driving his truck. He's looking at his own reflection in the front window of his mm-hmm. truck, the windshield. And then the reflection of him becomes the younger version of him. And then that's what kicks off our flashback. I thought that was his son. No. That's his oh, son and that's him. Th- I thought that was him. No. And this is his dad. Whoops. No, that's him. Oh, well, it's still a flashback. He's a pretty shitty father. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did not get that. Whoops. I thought it was. Still works. Trauma's trauma. That's him growing <laughs> up uh, under the table as a little boy. And he just happens to look a lot like his father. Like he's grown up to be his dad. Oh uh, no! I, I'm I'm it's I, I'm pretty sure that this is him. That makes and then more sense. What you're saying that yeah. creates um, some incentive for him to not be stuck where he ends up being stuck. Yeah, that's yeah. A good. You, yep, I was wrong. That sounds <laughs> way way better than what I thought it was. Good job. I read comics. I'm a dummy. Uh, uh, no, yeah. this was a strong book. Um, I it's a strong first issue. I'm not entirely first. Oh, um, I very much love this partnership between Lemire and Walta more than his other frequent collaborator, collaborator, mm-hmm. uh, Andrea Sorrentino. Oh yes. I'm not a giant fan of I, their no, art. No, no, same. Uh, because it's basically just pictures. Yeah, just static right. images. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, just that zoom in a lot. Static images. Ugh. Um. Uh photoshopped swipes yep um which it's with the contrast way up it's a vibe yeah uh i don't really love it it's not my vibe um this has a lot more kind of effort and work that i appreciate um man i gotta go back to this bit that is terrible storytelling then because he's looking at himself and that's what made me think that himself turned into himself younger and he was remembering himself younger that does not track if that's if what you're saying is true i mean i didn't have a problem with it at all will you go to hell 
Uh, I think you're broken. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue, but, but. they uh, <laughs> they um they revisit the the windshield one more time, right? Yeah, I remember. I think is that how he comes out of the? Yeah, they revisit the windshield like two more times. Yeah, um, and it's it's a it's a long windy road, and he just sees the face of his son because you know it's his son, and they have yeah. similarity uh, features. All right, I do like the mystery. They yeah, find it's something cool. in the road, which then transports them somehow, things, somewhere, things to and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a solid first issue. Um, yeah, I'm in. I, how many issues does it say? One of forty, or I don't know. I have no e- idea. Either way, um, I think this is just a miniseries. It's probably going to be pretty. Hopefully, it'll be pretty strong. Um, I don't know if I have the compulsion to like toss this on my list. I might just pick up a trade six, um, seven, eight months from now. Um, fair. I I mean, do you feel like it's a that's a good point. Reading this as it goes. I'll flip through issue two and see if I'm compelled. True story. That's I want fair. I want to finish it at some point. But oh yeah, no, I, this is it may this be is a definitely trade. yeah yeah I um yeah it, it may be, uh, but it's it's a it's a really solid ass first issue. If you're a fan of Jeff Lemire, have at it. Yeah, if you if you just like spooky spooky books. True story. It's a good. Um, I'd book. say it's uh it's pretty damn fresh. Yeah. Oh yeah, def- very fresh. Very fresh. You're very. Well, wait, no. If it was very fresh, very I would fresh definitely pick like up issue two. No, the greatest thing it is ever... pretty fresh. Yeah, it is three freshes out of four. You really got to stick with those numbers. It's the ambiguities. Yeah. Nope, hurting your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else before we get out of here? Um, I go open up my comic book store. No, I think everything is is wonderful and great. Uh, um, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Where can people find us and you? You can find us tonight, uh, Wednesday nights at eight p.m. on YouTube. Uh, Colt Pop Go, if you this hat was it, Colt YouTube slash Colt, Colt Pop, Pop Go. Go. And uh, we'll be live streaming. We'll be talking about Mithrigan. Megan, the new not Chucky killer doll movie. Um, some hot takes. And then we've also got some thunder rounds that we got to put up. We did we put up one yesterday. I think I think it's safe to say that if you just subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit yeah. the bell notification, you'll be able to see whenever we put on any fresh content, which is a couple times a week. Yeah. Um Join us every week, every Wednesday. Wednesday's a hot day. Yeah, it's a good we're day. Gonna, we're going to drop in hot floppies. <laughs> <laughs> hot, fresh floppies. How did it get gross? <laughs> You're making it weird. <laughs> that's my, that's my vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Thank you for thank you for joining us for this last 40 minutes. Um, we have a good time talking about this stuff. If there is anything that you want us to talk about in the coming weeks, yeah. let us know. Uh, email us at cultpopco at gmail.com. Or just let us know your freshest floppies. Yeah. Which, what's your favorite book this week? Let us know. Correspond with us. Correspondence. <laughs> Thanks for everything, guys. Have a good night. And we will talk at you later. Do do do. I can't see, I can't see, I can't see what I used to know.